Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Welcome back, hour number two. Chad Prather going to join us here in about 20 minutes. Stick around for that. We'll give away more tickets to his show tomorrow night. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. A podcast available all the time. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, and it is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to call, 329-1899 is the phone number. 329-1899, that phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And if you would like to listen on the stream, well, it's easy enough. The stream is available on the website, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen on all of the devices. It's there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, before we get uh, into uh, what is going on in the NFL on Hard Knocks, AB's feet, AB's helmet, Ezekiel Elliott's contract, Dak Prescott's contract, whatever we can get to, we got to talk to Tommy Evans for a moment. Now, Tommy's sitting back there on the board day, guiding the ship hither and yon, and he is uh, he's got to be working through what is one of the most remarkable uh, sort of personal instances of perseverance that I'm aware of because uh, thanks to the weather that we had this weekend, uh, your new uh, house or apartment that you've moved into flooded, uh, and so you had to attend to that. And also, as we know, the fair just rolled through town. So more importantly, that meant 23 and a half hours a day of coin dozer for Tommy as he went over there and tried to collect coins at the fair, which he does every single year. If you're new to the show and you don't know Tommy's history with the fair, every coin that this kid comes across 
over the course of an entire calendar year goes into a fair jar. And then that entire sum of money, which is no small sum over the course of that accrual, goes into the coin dozer machine and has been cashed out in the form of what? A PS4? And even to the point of him being barred from playing coin dozer <laughs> because he was beating the system with the coin dozer machine. So, Tommy, could we have uh, the uh, fair update 2019 on what happened with you uh, this year at the fair and the coin dozer? Yeah, my uh, 12-year-old little brother is loving his Xbox 360. Get out of here. Uh, it was a great time. Money well spent. Um, <laughs> got really soaked. I think I'm coming down with a cold. I do too. Um, I don't like this at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, but I mean, it was good. It was really good. Uh, I didn't recognize any of the staff members from the past, That's so I good. felt very kind of under the radar. Yeah, so to they speak. didn't and, know what was happening you know, to them, and the fact that just because you're not there doesn't mean you're not still playing because you're employing children to go put the coins in for you to perpetually own the machine and collect the chips. I wouldn't say employ, but it's like, like <clears throat> look, you guys, I'm no gamer, but you know, if we come across the biggest grand prize in the box, I mean, you guys might have to help me play it. You have to help me set it up. And, yeah, I can plug it in the HDMI cord. Yeah. Okay, well, take this 20 bucks and go get yourself a red Solo cup full of coins. And if there isn't a blue coin, which you, you got to collect the big blue wooden chips, if there's no blue wooden chip and you're playing that thing, you're forget about it. You're gone. You're turning in the coins. You're not playing this thing. You have to get the blue coins. And, look, you get the right people together, you you got to commit. It's a slow and steady thing. You end up with an Xbox 360. How many blue coins do you need? How many blue chips do you need to win an Xbox? This year, the price was set at 300. 300 and after you show up a time or two and you bring the worker a nice ice cream cone or, in this case, a corn dog for lunch. Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. All right. Well, hey, you know, I, I had to go get some money from the ATM, but, hey, I thought you could use a corn dog. Ah, oh, thanks a lot. And then, like, clunk, 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 you find yourself with four or five blue chips, and they just happen to be right at the end. I mean, there are ways to make this fall into your favor. Now, the other thing, too, that, and this is the real sort of, uh, 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 I think, the, the trick to the game that people don't appreciate, okay, if we can get real nuanced about it, which clearly you have, is... On the one hand, people are going, well, you keep throwing $20 worth of coins into the machine and and like, okay, you got the Xbox after a week, but how much money did you spend and you lost a week? You could have just gone and bought an Xbox, but no, 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 because at some point you hit sort of like critical mass with the amount of coins that the coin dozer machine can hold and it starts kicking out the coins back to you also. So you're really just feeding its own money back to itself while knocking off the blue chips in the process. Is that, do I have this roughly right? Yeah, I mean, you can sort of... Well, like I said, you can get the game set up to where it's in your favor. The coins that you've purchased are being returned to you in some percentage. And if you compile them up, I mean, if you're st if you're stacking on the same lane for a lengthy amount of time, you can you can dump like a whole twenty dollars worth of coins in. But eventually, you'll get I mean, probably sixty percent of those back. So you can keep cycling and cycling. And depending on how much you're working the employee of the game with corn dogs lemonade, perhaps, uh, you know, some miniature, uh, you know, tequilas from the nearby liquor store. Just, I mean, I'm just throwing anything. I'm just spitballing. 
you can find a lot of blue coins in your lane, and you keep cycling, 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 cycling through. Now, when you uh, on Sunday arrive and you go in with your 300 blue coins and say, give me that Xbox 360 right now, what is the reaction that you receive? Is there <laughs> so, any idea that you have been able to accrue this number of blue chips? I think, okay, so I've been through this twice now with the <laughs> PS4 and now the Xbox 360. Yes. And both times... I have seen the look of true fear in someone's eyes. Because they know they're only there to guard the Xbox. They're no, fired. the only thing that they have it they like they sold their job for a corn dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's like it like the tail tucks like I've never seen it tuck before. <laughs> Can you come over to Dozer row row four? <laughs> you got a problem? <laughs> we got a grand prize winner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, sir, we'll be we'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere. I mean, it gets really somber. They you know? cannot believe it because you know what? They got no deal. This is the one thing they got no deal. The traveling circus they got no deals with Nintendo, with Microsoft. They went down to the store just like every other person and bought that machine. Fully intending, probably receipt in hand, to take it back at the end of the tour and get their money back. Without a doubt. Well, that didn't happen this time. Well, we might have to go get it. We can't find it. And I said, well, when I got the PS4 before, this is kind of what happened, but I think you guys found it in your general manager's trailer. He laughed and laughed. Ha, 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 yeah, yeah, you want a PS4? And I said, God, no, wouldn't that be crazy? You know? <laughs> and so we I had a laugh. the greatest one week every year and you come out with all the gaming machines and then the following year you are identified as public enemy number one they don't even have a grand prize to offer the best you can do is a mid-sized stuffed giraffe and they won't even <laughs> let you play the game it's true it's true so it's a biannual system that's going out and now you got the ps4 so your brother gets the xbox 360 yeah he's i mean no i gave him the ps i don't i don't use these things i don't care about them, man i don't want them in my house I'll but take just, it. Just for me, it's fun to, you know, show my little brother, look, <laughs> if you look closely enough at the world, you can find ways to succeed easier and better. And this is one of the ways to do it. You can work hard and save your money, sure, or you can figure out a way to get it for less and have fun in the meantime. You develop a little rapport, meet some friends, and you've got a great story to tell. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. How much money have you spent on this? We were just under 200 bucks, including the corn dogs. So I'm into the 360, about 175 bucks. Okay. How much did you spend on the PS4? The I'm just PS trying to make sure you got a good deal because you know you can't just go buy these things. Yeah, but, but would you be able to sit here and talk about I went down to GameStop and bought me a machine? No, you machine. wouldn't. No, you It'd would be a not different be able thing, to. man. That's it's, right. That's this is so exciting to me because it's the one game that isn't one hundred percent rigged. It if is you, though. You're the only human in the world that's ever won it. No, no it's not rigged, it. dude. The only requirement is that you have patience, and you know how to talk to somebody and get the blue chips in your lane. You got to start so, sports gambling, Tommy. I can't. You have to. Because you're the I only person I know that's won any of the things. Shall we tell the people about the new podcast coming? Nope. What is the new podcast? we got to like have it actually no, created no, no, first. No, no, no. They can figure it out. I mean, you already just told them. I know. Can't wait. Uh, 
Well, Tommy, I mean, I, I, honest, honest to goodness, the I, the Monday after the the the, the fair uh, is Christmas Day for me. The <laughs> fact that this has happened yet again, dude, is just it's too good to be. The true. very first time I was ever on this show as a full time host, this had just happened. Yes, we've we've passed my two year anniversary. Yes. Thanks for remembering, boys. Yes, five days ago. Happy anniversary. Got nothing from any of you. I, first of all, I had no idea what you were talking about. I had no, I didn't know Tommy at all at this point. Yes. The, the outline says coin dozier. <laughs> what is that? And then Tommy starts telling the story. I'm like, this guy is so full of it. Oh my God. There's just, it's just, it's just not true. It's a hundred percent true. It's crazy. I got the photos to prove it, Colter. This is the this is the guy who, out of sheer anger and vitriol, doesn't even want the game. Last year, when they did not have it, drove to Kalispell to the Kalispell version of the fair to try and take them for their machine up there when it made its reappearance. Yeah, it's true. We did. We did go. Saw a great demo derby. Too. Does your girlfriend like? Is she in the like? Is this like a thing where you got to sit down and explain to her? Look, here's something that I'm into. Not everybody else is into it. And if we're if this relationship is gonna work, then you got to know this about me. And she sits and she's all somber and like, oh boy, you know, here we go. What what kind of weirdness is my boyfriend about to tell me about? What kind of thing? You know, what kind of dark secrets? And you're like. One week every year, one fifty-second of my entire existence is dedicated to coin dozer at the fair. And she says, "She says, well, well that's fine. I like that." She rolls her eyes yes. and says, "Like with zero sarcasm, Tommy, this is the stupidest. You're such a smart person. This is the stupidest thing you could ever do." But when she sees the machine, then what? Oh my huh? gosh! How did you do this? Oh, man. Yeah, it was fun. It's a really, really good time, and I hope that uh, other people out there can study and learn patience to this extent to benefit themselves as well. Coulter, uh, you have 60 seconds to talk about Hard Knocks or about Ezekiel Elliott. The floor is yours. Oh, man. Happy well, anniversary, by the way. Glad to have you here. <laughs> What did you want for it? Do you, uh, you want like a meat and cheese package? I don't know. All, all, the only thing we all sausages? want, Gus, just affirmation and recognition. Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork. Some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbow's End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services. Anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call 
866-541-5000 or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. Uh, let's talk Hard Knocks and the Raiders later. I got to get back in Ezekiel. I was just ripping him for being on his razor in Mexico, but then I really started thinking about this, did a little bit more research. Ezekiel Elliott is not only holding out for a brand-new contract, but he's holding out in the midst of his rookie contract. So now you made a comment that there's been plenty of guys that have reached the end of their rookie deal, and it's they've had a player option or a team option, and they've renegotiated that into a long-term deal, or they've gotten a really good contract while their rookie contract still has a year left on it. But Ezekiel Elliott has two years left on his contract. He's not trying to get an extension that will be added to the end of this contract. He's trying to get a new contract. He wants 15 to $20 million right now, not two years from now. He could sign, a, you know, say he signs a five-year, $100 million contract extension that would start then in 2021. That would be unprecedented for the money, but not unprecedented under the, the logistics of the contract. If Ezekiel Elliott is manages to hold out and get his rookie contract wiped off the books and get a new contract that will be precedent setting. And I think it will be, it will become the new norm for high production young running backs. And I think it's an interesting and potentially scary moment for the league because what do we know about running backs as the miles pile up, which it's just inevitable that it's going to happen. Your value diminishes. Yeah. And so if you go out and go, I mean, you, Todd Gurley is a great example. But he's he's gonna get he's gonna reach the end of his contract and get a and he already got paid. But say there's a guy like that that rushes for a thousand plus yards two of their first three years, or there, there's a guy that just straight out the gates has a fifteen hundred yard season. Now all of a sudden you're holding out, you're saying, Give me more. And on one hand, I agree, maybe if you produce at that high level, maybe you do deserve more, but also where does that put NFL teams? Because so often you're getting so much value for the guy who can be a thousand yard rusher while he's still on his rookie contract rather than the $20 million year running back who's inevitably going to wear down. So I think that there's a real tangible game changing thing going on with Ezekiel, not just his selfishness for being in Mexico and not participating in training camp, but if he somehow gets his way when it comes to this, it's going to shift the rest of the league. Well, we will obviously keep our eyes on it. What happens of it? What comes of it? And is this going to reach into the regular season, which it feels like to me it has the potential certainly to do. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. We'll come back. This is going to be a fun one. Chad Prather going to join us. Chad uh, is a uh, uh, an internet sensation, a YouTube guy, a comedian, a country music singer, and he is also playing a show at the Wilma tomorrow night. 7 o'clock tomorrow, doors at 7, shows at 8, tomorrow night at the Wilma. He's going to join us, talk to us about what it is that he does as a one-man entertainer. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Guests join the show on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studio on ESPN Radio in Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. You know, it is a sports show. It is ESPN Radio for crying out loud, but sometimes it's fun to do a little something a little bit different. Such is the case now with Chad Prather, who's coming to Missoula tomorrow. He's going to be at the Wilma. Again, uh, doors at 7 o'clock for the show. Show is at 8 o'clock. And Chad, he's a one-man entertainer, comedian, country music singer, and he joins us now on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks for, so much for being with us. How are you? I am doing great, gentlemen. How are you today? I just love saying the names Tootle and Nuanez. Well, it, it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? I mean, we, we, <laughs> it, we went through many iterations to come to that conclusion. I probably slaughtered that. No, Tootle and Nuanez. You, you nailed it. A lot of people do <laughs> slaughter it, though. But, uh, but you've gotten it. Hey, looking forward to having you in town tomorrow. And uh, I want to know a couple of you. You live in Texas now, but you're from Georgia originally. Or I have this. Yeah, I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in Georgia and uh, went to the University of Georgia, played a little ball over there. And then about 20 years ago, I came over to Texas, fell in love with it, and it just became home to me. So, yeah, I'm in the Fort Worth area. Love it. We travel all across the country. It's great being in Texas because we're right in the middle of everything. And, you know, we can bounce around the country pretty easily rather than being on a coast. And so we're looking forward to coming up to Montana. If, if for nothing else, cooler weather because it's about 110 degrees here today. Yeah, that's that's too warm, I must say. I mean, that's that's getting a little much. It's been much cooler than that here. So hopefully you'll have a slight reprieve from that. But now Georgia. Now I want to know about this because, you know, when we watch sports, especially the SEC and the school and all that, and you go and you play ball there, and especially Georgia, I mean, it's there's Georgia Tech, sure, okay, Georgia State and Atlanta, but really there's no in-state rival. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. That's what you got going in Georgia. So what was it like to be there growing up? You grow up a sports fan and all that. What's What's that like there? Well, you know, back in the day, in those days, of course, I'm 46 years old now. Back in those days, you know, you had a big rival for the longest time when I was a kid between Georgia and Clemson, which, of course, mm-hmm. is their SEC, ACC rival. And then they didn't play again for years. And then uh, my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college, they played two games. Uh, Clemson won in 90 and Georgia won in 91. So that was a, that was a big, you know, backup rivalry mm. right there to come back around. Georgia Tech was a lot stronger in those days, and I hate that the ACC has kind of weakened itself in certain areas. Like, you know, uh, Georgia Tech, that used to be a fantastic rivalry, and it just hasn't been because, like you said, Georgia Bulldogs, they're just going to go in there and dominate. And so you've had those cross – you haven't had the in-state rivalries. You've had the cross-state rivalries like the Florida Gators and things like that, and even that hasn't been a great rivalry in the last couple of years. You know, what what I look at is, is you go across the state line to a place like Alabama, Everybody in Alabama is wearing some article of clothing that either has Alabama or Auburn on it. I mean, it's like it's a, it's cult level over there. It's crazy to watch that. 
Very similar, uh, very similar to Montana. What you're about to experience, everybody here is either we're in Montana or Montana State. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the Auburn Alabama well, let's, rivalry. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, I don't know, man. Proportionally, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know that I would go that far. <laughs> the uh, the vitriol is all the same, vitriol, regardless right. of the number of people that are wearing the deal. Well, Chad, what have you thought of just the rise of Georgia? Because Georgia has always been good, but they've been elite the last several years since hiring Kirby Smart. That's got to be cool as an alum of the school to watch just getting back into that top three, top four area. Well, you know, I, I loved, uh, you know, it was a good move. I think when they brought Kirby Smart in, I, I think it was, a, you know, uh, Mark Rick was a great guy. He, I just don't think Mark Rick ever had that killer instinct, and Georgia wanted that. I think Kirby Smart has enough of that in him, especially as a defensive coordinator, to come in there and put together a ball team. I was disappointed in how they performed against Texas, I, and I really think Georgia expected to be in the in the playoff, and I don't think they deserved to be in the playoffs, but I think they were kind of disheartened with that, and they decided not to show up in that bowl game against Texas, and uh, not to get not to take away credit from Texas, I think Texas is back in a big way. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it was kind of foretelling whenever Bevo went after Uga before the game. And uh, yeah. I said, oh, we're, this is not a good omen here. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be between an actual dog and an actual steer, it's probably not going to go the dog's <laughs> way, right? I mean, that's that's uh, generally the way it works. I love I love the reaction of the dog. You know, those dogs live the life of Riley, right? That's Ugga. <laughs> Ken, That's I right. think at this point, and, and he's like, all of a sudden, he's in the action. He's like, no, I'm getting out of here. I'm done with this, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, Chad Prather joining us. He's uh, going to be in Missoula tomorrow night at the uh, at the Wilma. He does music, country music, comedy, uh, uh, political and cultural commentary throughout. This is a really it, it, it's it's a multifarious uh, uh, kind of act. A lot of things that go into this with you and what you've gotten into. How did you come about into this though? This iteration of of what you're doing professionally. Are you from a musical family? Are you from a funny family? Like how did how did you come to be uh, uh, up in this form of entertainment? You know, yes and yes. I was I was always on stage in some form or fashion. I even considered when I was playing sports as in a way being on stage. Uh, and, and so, you know, it, it evolved into doing radio and then television. And then out of television during that period of time, I wound up doing, you know, social media things that went viral in a big way. And so a friend of mine who's a comedian of, of a long time, he said, why don't you put that on stage and sell tickets to it? And I said, well, let's see if it'll do it. And this was a number of years ago, and, and folks started buying tickets and coming. And so here we are. And it is. It's, it's a very entertaining show. You know, a lot of people look at it and they say, oh, it's going to be a lot of politics. It's really not. You know, we'll refer to it simply because, you know, it's a funny situation we're in these days. And you have to laugh to keep from crying. But it's really more <laughs> American. It's, you know, it really is. It's, and it's an American show, you know. I uh, I'm happy to I'm happy to make I'm an equal opportunity offender, so I'm ha- happy to make fun of you know both sides of the political spectrum, and uh, we have a good time with that. And then we incorporate some you know uh, you know some funny music in with it as well, and uh, you know it works out to be about an hour and a half to two hour show, depending on the crowd. But I'll tell you, man, it is a funny funny show if I do say so myself, and, and folks really enjoy. Uh, being a part of it. It's a, it's a blast. When you first earn success as a performer this day and age, it's a little bit different than it used to be. It used to be sort of more of an incremental working up to being quote unquote famous. Now, if you get on YouTube and then all of a sudden 
you get this moment where it goes viral, then all of a sudden you might just be famous overnight. Everybody just knows you when maybe not very many people knew you beforehand. And I know that you yeah. have been doing this for a long time, but you had that moment where one of your videos on YouTube just kind of went viral. What was that moment like for you? Was it was it sort of bizarre? Well, it was. And, and even before the, the video went viral on YouTube, I had a number of videos that went viral on Facebook. Mm. We, on Facebook alone, we're, we're like at a 2 billion view mark. I mean, it's crazy how many... You know, we'll see videos that get shared half a million, 600,000 times. And that's crazy to me. And so for me, I told my wife, I said, it was almost like we opened up the door to the neighborhood and let everybody from the, you know, our neighbors come in and rummage through our underwear drawer. Because suddenly, you know, we weren't, we weren't prepared for that. It was mm. weird the way it just exploded. And you're exactly right, because, you know, comedians especially, they used to do the exact opposite of what I did. You know, they would go out and do the clubs, they would do the colleges, they would do the shows, they might do a little radio and TV, then they might get into social media, then they get to do theaters, you know, and I did, I did the opposite. You know, I had a built-in audience through the social media and the television stuff, and then I went and started doing theaters, which most comics don't get an opportunity to do that. Um, they, you know, I didn't have to grind through a lot of the uh, trenches of the smoke-filled, heckle-filled, you know, alcoholic-filled uh, clubs, although I do a lot of them these days, you know, I kind of got to back into it. So for me, you know, to come in as a, as a quote-unquote comedian, I really see myself more as a humorist and a storyteller, but I have nothing but respect for the people who do comedy. And unfortunately, you have a lot of these YouTube personalities who go out there and get on stage, and they don't do comedy. Uh, it's kind of a look at me moment, and and I'm thankful to say that you know I've evolved to the point where we definitely don't do that because it's a real craft, and in this day and age, especially where everybody's offended by so many different things so easily, uh, it, it's a significant craft to be able to do that, go in and make people laugh. That was going to be my next question. Uh, LeBron James has a show on HBO called The Shop, and he has various other celebrities and, and famous people on there. But Jamie Foxx was on there a couple episodes ago, and he was talking about the evolution of dude, just doing specifically stand-up comedy. And he was saying, it was my job for 15 years to say offensive stuff while I was on the stage. And now when I say offensive stuff, the whole internet blows up. And he's like, how am I supposed to do my job? I'm not actually being serious. I'm just trying to make you laugh. How do you kind of balance that when, you know, like you say, you're an equal opportunity offender, but I know that it's all at the end of the day, lighthearted. You're trying to bring people together, not divide yeah. them. So how, how do you balance that act this day and age? Well, I think that as Joe Rogan said, mocking people is in the job description. <laughs> right. You have, you, you know, I, I go up in a lot of times on stage and, and on my podcast and things, I'll say, I'm not apologizing to anyone. You know, Kevin Hart got into a lot of trouble over an old tweet and some gay jokes he made. And so now he's on Ellen you know, apologize. And I don't know who made Ellen the gay Pope to absolve all of his sins, but there he is apologizing. I'm like, Kev, don't, don't apologize, man. Don't do that. Because then that's an admission of guilt. I said, I don't care if you're white, black, fat, skinny, male, female, gay, straight, we're going to make fun of all of you. I don't care if you're, you know, you're politically, you're on the left, you're on the right. We're going to make fun of all of you and we're not going to apologize. And I think that's kind of the attitude you have to come into it. You know, you take a guy like Jamie Foxx and those guys, I think they were almost grandfathered in because mm -hmm. they were doing that comedy before people decided they were so thin-skinned. So it's going to be interesting, to your point, it's going to be interesting because Netflix, I think, just paid $70 million to Eddie Murphy to come in and do a new special. And I'll tell you, if you remember the old uh, Raw from, you know, back in the late... Eddie Murphy translates in this day and age with his style of comedy. It's going to be 
going to be interesting to watch. No doubt. That's a that's a $70 million risk that has <laughs> gone out yeah. with, uh, on that one, no doubt. Well, what, one last question for you. Now, have you been to Montana before? Have you gotten up this way, whether it's, you know, professionally or just otherwise? Have you been around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On both ends. I've done... I've done a couple of shows in Bozeman, a couple of shows in Billings. I do an annual event. Well, I say an annual. Uh, uh, every other year, I'm up in Sydney, Montana, where mm-hmm. you can uh, pee into Canada. I mean, it's it, you got to take you know a big plane, a little plane, a kayak, and a donkey to get into that. <laughs> right. But they're great people. They're great people. And so, yeah, we've uh, we've got some great friends in Montana. This will honestly be the first time to Missoula, so uh, it'll be interesting. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. And we're going to have, I mean, it's a Tuesday night. We do a lot of random night shows like that whenever they'll have us in. And, and you know, it doesn't matter if we got 100 or 1,000 or more. We we have a blast with everybody that comes. So we're looking forward to a fun, fun night tomorrow night in Missoula. Well, Chad, we thank you so much for being on with us. Chad Prather, you can go check him out on YouTube, on Facebook, and you can see him tomorrow night at the Wilma. Again, doors 7 o'clock at the Wilma. Show is at 8. And uh, we will give away a pair of tickets to his show as well here coming up in just a minute or so. But, Chad, thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. And uh, have a great show tomorrow. We're looking forward to seeing it, all right? Thanks, guys. I appreciate you so much. Take care, guys. You bet. Chad Prather, boys and girls. It is so interesting, right, to just all of a sudden, like, you're doing a thing, okay, so people know about it. You go to sleep, you wake up, you go to sleep again, you wake up, famous. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's totally crazy. I thought it was interesting he made the comment of Jamie Foxx and the kind of the late 80s, early 1990s comedians getting grandfathered in, because that's exactly how Jamie Foxx described it, mm. too. He said, I couldn't have done what I did if I came 20 years before or 20 years after. 20 years before... You wouldn't have had an African-American man on the stage. 20 years later, I mean, right now, he's kind of going through it. He's too offensive. And so, you know, it it is sort of interesting the way uh, this whole thing has evolved to now the fact, like Chad was just saying, where everybody finds a reason to get offended by everything. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what, if it's good. I I don't think it's a good thing. But regardless, we'll see. Should be a fun show at the Wilma tomorrow night, though. Uh, he seems like a pretty entertaining, funny guy. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you want to go see Chad, you know who he is, or maybe you just found out who he was, give us a call, 329-1899. We got a pair of tickets for you right now, 329-1899, to go see Chad Prather tomorrow night at the Wilma in Missoula. And uh, you can come on, even if you're out of town, hey, easy enough drive, pretty drive coming into town, and uh, and go check it out. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, set that up for you right now, 329 329- one eight nine nine. Okay, finally, Coulter is going to have an opportunity to talk about AB. He's been chomping at the bit on this. Okay, we'll get to it next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Got to have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Now and then I find myself 
thinking of the days that we were walking in the alley. 904 West Broadway, Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. You missed anything on the show? And check it out on the podcast. Podcast available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Tommy, is iTunes still around or have they pulled the plug entirely on that? I'm still accessing music on iTunes. You dude, no no no. You don't even get to like joke about this or anything. You cannot make Microsoft Word work. And now you're gonna pull me out to drive because you're the only guy in the world using iTunes? No. no. Forget about it. It's one thing to get something to work if you have the thing. But I don't even have Word. That is the issue. So download it? No, Man. You get, it makes you pay. You got to have a password. It's like it's the dagnab Fort Knox to get Microsoft Word on your computer. And the guy who's supposed to know all this stuff just throwing me under the bus. I'm telling you right now, you run your Dish Network subscription without problems. That's right, because I pay for it. Okay. Yeah. So pay for Word, well, no. and then you're set. I mean, no. I, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, iTunes is dead on the vine, man. It's gone, gone, gone for good. Uh, if you could, while you're just sitting back there, we need to get Fear Inoculum into the uh, heavy rotation on this show. Thank you. Now tell me, tell me more about this. Well, you looking at Coulter like you're worried you're going to get ripped apart because I'm derailing the no, show. No, no, In fact, you listened to it earlier today and said you liked it very much. It was, it was one of the nice, few things we agreed on. What I'm trying to learn is why is it so important to you? Because I like the song. Okay. And I'm excited for the new Tool record to come out August 30th. Coulter, do you have an opinion about Tool? He's not into it. I am into it, actually. I just don't like watching Tool. No, I, listen. Coulter's scary, We've man. had some long discussions about yeah, this, and I respect Coulter's position on this very much, and I understand it. You have to be in the right state of mind to consume Tool. Or the wrong one. Right. That's the thing. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The podcast is available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. You can go listen to it on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including iTunes. Not for long. <laughs> Uh, I don't even want to talk about Antonio Brown because I just can't get over that Tommy Evans hates the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, you do. Your direct I, quote yes, was that Anthony Kiedis is the most right. entitled, lucky musician of all time. You know, yeah, it's a good yeah, thing you're yeah. not going to be Kiedis. back there that much because you are going to lose all of your trail street cred if you keep talking about music. <laughs> you just keep getting music? it wrong. Yes, Anthony you Kiedis? keep getting music? it wrong. How does that go together? Listen to you. Here's the thing, Tommy. This is the thing I just got to break through your skull. Oh, for crying out loud. It, this, is, this is coming from somebody that's not a radio guy to somebody that is a radio guy that works at a radio station in the trail that isn't like most radio stations. The trail's completely unique. It is amazing. not like radio stations. That's what I'm saying. Right. Most radio guys play radio music. The trail plays the opposite of radio music. They play the good music. We try. Okay, so as someone that works in specifically in that format, you have to realize that there has been quite a few acts over the last 25 years that have made both radio-ready, palatable, consumable, and by and large nauseating songs, as well as epic music. And it's why you have to listen to not the songs that are the singles or are played on mainstream radio, but the albums. And I agree that like a song like Under the Bridge by the Chili Peppers, it's a little bit overplayed. It's a little bit overdone. It's not that. It's all right. It's whatever. 
but go listen to that album and tell me the Red Hot Chili Peppers aren't good. Go listen to Californication and don't listen to the singles. Listen to the whole album. It's so good. I just think Anthony Kiedis is super weak, and I can't get past his weak sauceness. Every song that you play during your nine and a half hours a day on the trail that is weaker than Anthony Kiedis or John Mayer, I'm going to start texting you and say, this is weaker, this is weaker, this is weaker. Please do, because I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm playing this week. I don't think Anthony's got it going. I just don't get it, man. If the Chili Peppers were to start rising into fame or developing their, their musicianship right now, they would not make it. They absolutely would not make it because Anthony's pretty weak. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just remarkable. Why is he weak? Because you just don't think he has a good voice? Doesn't have a good voice. Okay, but that's so, it's, has so I mean, little to do with what being a front man like is. Next to nothing. Mick Jagger sucks ne- at singing oh. too. No, I mean, are you no, Bob no, Dylan? no. <laughs> I mean, Bob Bruce. Bob Dylan has still got sawdust in his mouth. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's been ham and egging it for oh, 40 forever. years. Forever. No one can sing. <laughs> Yeah, you want to know why Tommy is 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 brainwashed over this? Because he's a child. Because he loves the Beatles. <laughs> okay. No, here's the thing. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm yours, giving it. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving it up to you right now, Tommy. Because Paul McCartney is a phenomenal singer. Paul McCartney has a great voice. His voice is better than all those people we just named. But he still sucks. Now, see, I disagree. No, we're don't, fighting. Don't do it. Don't. We're fighting. <laughs> I'm disassociating from that comment with Coulter. I like the Beatles, too. I like McCartney, and I think they're great. But also, I think that, uh, the, in fact, no, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are also great. And Pearl Jam is great. And Mumford & Sons is really good. And Tool is great. So having the greatest breadth of, of, of musical taste of anybody on the radio at this point in time on ESPN... I also get to have the final say, which is there's only a few that are actually truly not good. And I will f- continue to vet those out for you as we go. So Tommy, you rely on me. Tommy, okay. give me, Tommy. Give me 15 seconds to prove my my final point here. What? Who's the greatest front man in rock music history? Give me give me your top five. The greatest front man in rock music history. Give me, give me just some of the ones that are among the greats. Definitely uh, Paul McCartney. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Freddie's definitely up there. Okay. I would have to say the singer of Cage the Elephant. Oh, my. Have you seen those guys? <laughs> Cage the Elephant and not Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Cage the Elephant and not Eddie Vedder. No, Eddie Vedder's oh. just dumb. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> two tells done. He's tapped out for the show. You uh, said you were going to fight. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you said... Cage the other <laughs> as a top five. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. Dude, it's no, not possible. No, that's All what's screwed doing, up. No, no, no. You are just saying this because it's it, it's great radio. You don't <laughs> no, it's not good you're radio. It's horrible <laughs> radio. We, we, the fact of the matter is Anthony's voice on the radio is bad radio. Oh my god, it's horrible. How about man? Robert Plant? Robert Plant has to be in there, right? He's up there. Chris but he's Cornell, not one of the greatest. Chris Cornell? Nah, forget about him. Oh, Scott Weiland. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Okay, okay, there's Good. one. There's one we can vibe on. Give yeah. me some Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. 
Ozzy Osbourne, who's still gargling on the bat head, is worse than <laughs> than Anthony Kiedis? Is better than Anthony Kiedis? I, mean, I don't Ozzie know. Osbourne, By a long shot. Ozzy Osbourne can't sing a lick. <laughs> he hasn't been able to talk in 30 years. can't speak. <laughs> Give me your all-time uh, frontman. You don't even know his name, and you said Cage <laughs> the Elephant. Yeah, because Anthony is super weak, dude. He's the most all mild right, hot right, sauce. All right, all right, all right. Five thirty tomorrow. Top pepper. five, the top five frontmen in rock history from each of the three of us. Be and here. No, we'll get it right because Tommy won't even be here. Tommy will make an appearance. Okay, I'm leaving this show. Goodbye. You know what? Don't let the door hit you. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.